Therefore we also, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight, every sin, which so easily besets us, and let us run with patience the grace that is set before us. Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and has sat down on the right hand of the throne of God. Verse 1. We are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses. Well, what witnesses is he talking about? He's talking about Hebrews 11. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. By it, the elders obtained a good report. By faith, Abel offered a more excellent sacrifice than the king. By faith, Enoch was taken. By faith, Abraham obeyed. By faith, Abraham, when he was tested, offered up Isaac. By faith, Moses, when he was born, was hidden three months. By faith, the walls of Jericho fell down. By faith, Rahab did not perish. Verse uh, 38 of chapter 11. Of whom the world is not worthy, they wandered in deserts and mountains and dens and caves. And these, having obtained a good testimony, did not receive the promise. God having provided something better for us, that they should not be made perfect apart from us. We are surrounded by a cloud of witnesses as we minister here in Galilean Baptist Church. I found this several weeks ago in the library. It's a photo album. Um, Truth or Blasphemy is a series of messages preached the very first week the Galilean was founded. Uh, here we have the digging of the church. I think we have Ray in a pair of shorts, 11 years old or so. We'll pass these around and tell you. Uh, now, you will also recognize, if you know my father-in-law, Neil, even though he's a very young man, you'll, you'll recognize him because he always has a... My, my, my father-in-law is always a very serious kind of fellow. Um, here's the first church being built. I'll pass these around once you look at them. These are the witnesses that we have. Pastor Amundsen, Tim Amundsen, helped found this church. And so many saints have been through and so many have gone on. You can't stand up here and not see Joyce sitting in um, Always a wonder prayer. She was one of the first ones that met me uh, when, when I first came up to visit. Um, I came up and uh, I don't remember who it was. It actually might have been very often. But when I first came up in 1981, uh, I came up with Jennifer. We weren't dating or anything. I was just a friend. And then when we had we asked me to get married, I came up and it was you. And Gotham came up and walked her down and she said, Yeah, I guess you're. She denies that story. But, uh, you know, my grandfather ran his race sometimes with great patience, other times not so patient. Uh, my grandfather was a firm believer in the prayer of, Lord, do something. Do it now. Um, and by watching his faith, I learned to rely on God, which I do with patience and sometimes without. My father likes to say that patience is a virtue, but impatience is a virtue too. We are the beloved of God. We are called to be saints of God. What does that mean? Next we'll finish up with this. Take a look at Titus 3 5. Let's see if we can get rounds here. 
not by works of righteousness that we have done, but according to his mercy, he has called us by the washing of regeneration, the renewing of the Holy Spirit. Not by works that we've done, but by his mercy, he has called us. Ephesians 1, 2, 4. Grace, peace to you, and peace from God our Father, from the Lord Jesus Christ. Blessed be God, even the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercy, the God of all comfort. Grace to you and peace from God our Father, from the Lord Jesus Christ. 2 Corinthians 1, 3-4. Blessed be God, even the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercy, the God of all comfort. Who comforts us in all our tribulation, that we may be able to comfort them who are in any trouble. By the comfort wherewith ourselves are. And in Philippians uh, chapter 1, and turn to the book in your Bible, to Philippians 1, so I want to look at 6 through 11. Being confident in this very thing, that he who has begun a good work in you will complete it unto the day of Jesus Christ. Just as it is right for me to think this of you all, because I have you in my heart, inasmuch as both in my chains and in the defense and confirmation of the gospel, you are partakers with me of grace. God is my witness, how greatly I long for you with all the affection of Jesus Christ. This I pray, that your love may abound still more and more in knowledge and discernment, that you may approve the things which are excellent, that you may be sincere without offense till the day of Christ, being filled with the fruits of righteousness which are by Jesus Christ to the glory and praise of God. We are the beloved, called for a special purpose, full of grace and mercy. It's humbling to think about that. Full of compassion, having learned to comfort others because of the things that we've done come to where God has comforted us. Um, and I tell you, nowadays, being a comfort is an important Christian ministry. Things are tough. Things are hard. I teach at a college where my kids have grown up in a secular world where they don't have faith in God, they don't know anything about God, and life is terrifying. And we can stand up there and say, hey, God is in control. You offered that comfort. It's a life. Or are we hiding that message? My grandfather prayed every day that he would be a witness. And my grandfather praying to be a witness is sort of like Paul praying for boldness, which Paul did ask for. Um, my grandfather could not speak without being a testimony of the gospel. Um, he stops for gas. And he gets talking to the gas station attendant. He asks him about his salvation. He gets a waitress. He'll leave a trap in a tip. He'll go back to that same restaurant, he'll find that same place We are the beloved of God. And that's something we ought to share last slide. We're the beloved of God. Sometimes in spite of ourselves. Um, I'm temperate. And every time I lose my temper, I have to tell God, I'm sorry about that, I will work harder. We're the beloved sometimes in spite of ourselves. We are the beloved of God because somebody else needs to be. Who are you encountering today? Sometimes we're the beloved of God because we actually get it right. 
2 Timothy 2, 11-14. 2 Timothy 2, 11-14. This is a faithful saying, for if we be dead with him, we shall also live with him. If we suffer, we shall reign with him. If we deny him, he will deny us. If we believe not, yet he abides faithful. He cannot deny himself. Of these things, put the church in remembrance, charging them before the Lord that they strive not about words to no profit, but to the subverting of fear. Yeah, yeah, that's what I said. Study to show yourself a proven God, working in a new composition, and you might think of Bible. Beloved of God, and He abides faithful. If we deny Him, we can't deny Himself. He abides faithful. Remind and remember. Remind others, remember what God has done. I like to say thank you. My mom and my grandfather were allowed to take okay, loud faith in testimony and sometimes allowed faith to be in My mother often demanded that God do something. We were favorite prayers. God, you do something. And God would say, in my own time, in my own way. My mother would say, well, that doesn't help me. And then God would act and my mother would feel very embarrassed. She gets that honestly. So what do we think today? As we come back to beloved of God, it's hard to be a Christian today. It's hard because our culture is becoming so anti-Christian, not just neutral, but actually actively opposing it. It's hard because times are hard. It's hard because things don't work out the way we planned. 14 years old, I was going to be a missionary in Chile. It doesn't look like Chile. It's hard because sometimes we're sick. We've got surgery coming. We've got surgery. It's hard because people are just tough to be around. Sometimes we just don't like them. And yet these are the people God has called us to Valley and Baptist Church began with the mission to take the gospel of Jesus Christ to Whitehall, to West Why? Not that there weren't churches around. There, these were churches that weren't preaching the gospel, showing them love for the Bible. We are 40, 42 years into the ministry of Galilee. Right? And the mission is still out there. There's work to be done. We have an elementary school right across there. There are some odd kids and parents that aren't Drive through these neighborhoods, in the cars, or in the parking lots, or something like that. This is our mission field. Who do you talk to at the Delmont about the gospel? Who do you talk to at work? Who do you talk to in the line at Walmart? These are the people that God has given to us to demonstrate to them the very world of At the end of the day, what I've learned from my book is that my grandmother was a woman of enormous faith, and because of that, my grandfather became a man of strong. Through that, my mother. And through 
that her children. What are we passing on to the spiritual children around us? There are 13 kids upstairs children's children. How are we investing them down so that they can impact those kids? Those kids go to five separate schools. Each one of them can be a master of Christ. How are we investing them? Are we lifting them up in prayer? Are we asking God for them? So as we close today, think about all those who have invested in us and have called us to invest in others. We are the beloved of God in spite of ourselves. Not because of ourselves. God has called us to take that message of the gospel to the hills of East Tennessee, to the hills of Denmark, to Whitehall. And as we look at those who have invested their lives in us, let us honor them by standing for them. Father, thank you for bringing us together today. Thank you, Lord, for reminding us of how many witnesses have gone before us and to stand watching over us encouraging us to be the testimony and the grace that you've given to show this community your love and your life. We ask, Lord, that you encourage us and empower us to speak your word in the time that you give us. In Jesus' name.